Some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me Hey, welcome back to Cocktology, um, our cocktail podcast, part of the Pull Tab Sports Network. Uh, it's been a minute, hot minute. Mm-hmm. Since the last episode, we've been uh, focused on making making good booze, hopefully. Um, and uh, I think the last one was on supper clubs. We talked about old fashions and cocktails. I'm with my good yeah. friend, Pete Venuta, who will uh, be a future guest as well, I think. I hope so. Yeah, we've been friends kind of long an enough. Audition, I think, right? Well, tell us about yourself. Well, I mean, long-time listener, first-time caller, right, from the <laughs> podcast. So, uh, you know, I'm, I've been a friend of guys for, oh, God, it's going on 15 years probably. Yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. friends. Our kids have grown up together. Yeah, two years we weren't friends just prior to that. There was a small period of um, rough patch water there, I guess you'd call it. Maybe a little wavy situation. Yeah, that was my fault. But uh, we, we, we've uh, been friends for a long time, and I've been a big supporter of Lucky Guys. In fact, to the point where uh, you were employing one of my children. Yeah, she'll be back. summer for, uh, for uh, serving. We'll, so, touch on, we'll touch on Tessa again later when we talk about yeah. the topic. Yeah. So... Good to be here and Welcome. just uh, happy to support the Lucky Guys Distillery. Pete is from Wisconsin, Park Falls originally, mm-hmm. so small town kid like myself, mm-hmm. a huge Packer fan. So big, big Packer fan, big Badger fan. Yeah, yeah. should be oh. uh, go Badgers. Well loved by the Hudsonites. Um, so it's colder outside. Uh, there's snow on the ground. Um, doesn't feel like it's going to go away anytime soon. Looking at the forecast, but. Really kind of leads us into uh, some of the things that we're working on in the distillery here in Hudson. Um, you know, toddies. Oh, hot toddies. Whether it's brandy, bourbon, doesn't matter really. Um, or, you know, Monkey Joe coffee liqueur in your coffee in the morning. It's that time of year. It is kind of that time of year. It's uh, that Christmas feel, that holiday feel. You, yep. you know, you kind of see the little snow on the ground. That's what I like about living in the Midwest is you always know when it's the holiday season. True. Because of the weather change. Right? And one of the things that, uh, as you know, what we try and do is we try and give people a little something to do at home to elevate their cocktail game. So today we're going to talk a little bit about smoked cocktails. Smoked cocktails. And it's not new. I mean, it's been around for, I, I think, 10, 15 years. Um, and we've been smoking... Um, the rosemary for our bee sting since the day we opened. So there are, there are ways to do it, but we'll touch a little bit of on, uh, when's the first time you had a smoke cocktail? Do you think, do you think you can, can you even remember that far back? You know, you and I had talked about that. I, I think, God, it, it's almost a decade, right? It's been, you know, a while. I, I just remember, I think you and I and a few couples, uh, Michelle and Kim and a few couples went to, uh, I think it was brick and bourbon. Yeah. It was either that or it was that place where we ate the pig's head. Oh, uh, boar's head. Yeah. No, what was it? I don't remember what it was. Heavenly hog. Heavenly hog. Heavenly hog. And yeah. Handsome hog. Handsome hog. Handsome hog. Well, handsome, heavenly kind of the same. But, um, yeah. And, uh, I remember just the pomp and circumstance of the, yeah, the glass coming. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be over the top. Um, but it can be, I mean, it's definitely a show. Yeah, I used to think, you know, and I originally thought this is great. And then I then I went through a period of this is really just a prop yeah. to get you a cocktail, to pay for more for a cocktail. Yeah. But I think uh, it's evolved. And it has too. Yeah. And it's just that smoky taste is, is uh, you kind of crave it. Yeah. You know? um, 
Now, most people, of course, even the last pod we did was on the old fashioned. One of the one of the cocktails we're smoking here in the distillery is the um, chocolate old fashioned. Um, and what we're doing with it. Chocolate old fashioned. Yeah. And it's, so it's it's our Monkey Joe coffee liqueur, which, of course, doesn't have any chocolate in it, but there's enough uh, brown sugar mm-hmm. in that where when you smoke it or when you add it to the cocktail, it, it does give a little bit of a chocolatey um, flavor. We also add chocolate bitters and we add some black walnut bitters. Uh, and so that's the smoked chocolate old fashioned. And it does like, um, last night, one of the ladies described it as, Ooh, it's like a cozy campfire drink in the best way. Oh, I think you kind of want that description. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one that I definitely took note of. Now you can, you can smoke almost any drink and it will enhance certain flavors. Um, for instance, I touched on that we'd be back to this, but um, Pete's daughter Tessa is in Europe right now. Yeah, she's in Prague. Prague in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Yeah. And we told her when she goes, if she sees anything interesting, oh. to make sure we hear about it. Okay. And so one night when we were working, Eric, our, um, I, you know, I don't think technically he's a mixologist, but he's our mixologist. Is he a cocktailologist? Yeah. Well, <laughs> For sure. I mean, uh, he um, saw that Tessa had posted something on Instagram. And so we engaged her on, I think it was on a, uh, just a text. And she told us about this drink. Okay. Uh, now we riffed on it. We didn't copy it, of course. But it, what was interesting about it, it was it was a, a flip, something with egg white in it. But it had olive juice in it, which I have never, ever had before or since. So olive juice and egg white. Yeah. together with citrus with citrus yeah okay that seems like a lot of different right things that i would not normally put together yeah but for people who like um you know dirty martinis yeah they love the olive anyway so we made it um and we messed around with about three or four different iterations before we landed on one that we really liked and we put it on the menu as the tessa in prague and what what was the base alcohol for it was it vodka was it no it was bourbon it was bourbon okay yeah. So you've got you've got some bourbon in there. You've got some egg white. You've got some olive juice. Yeah, and, and I think I think it's lemon juice. It might be lime, but okay. Uh, and then the egg white, of course, gives you a little bit of a foam on the top. Yeah, a little froth. And I said immediately when we started smoking cocktails, we should smoke this because it's already got a oh. bunch of unique flavors. And the coolest part about it was that the the smoke really enhanced the flavor of the foam. And the longer they say, I think I've done some reading. I shouldn't say I think I've done some reading. I've done some reading. And they say you should let it sit for as long as three to four minutes before taking the smoke off of the product. Now, we. Yeah, it's, that's a while, but um, I could see some challenges with serving it. If you get 10 orders, <laughs> exactly. just wait four minutes, please. Right. But right. And actually, one of the nice things about a tasting room is on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It might be quiet. You really have a lot of chance to give a lot of attention to the way you're making the cocktails. And so yeah. we've, we've started to do that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, when Eric and Aaron are here, that's when we kind of like, like to engage the customers and, and really try stuff that we haven't tried before. Yeah. I can see why, you know, I, I would assume, and I don't know the, the science of it, but you know, the froth or the egg white, you know, the, frothy substance at the top. I don't forgot what you called it, but, um, you know, it's that, egg white. 
porous that how that would. Yeah, right. It's you foamy, know, so you know there's air pockets. Grab that, that yeah. smoke a little more, right? Yeah. Um, give it some flavor. Interesting. Now, the other thing that you can do, of course, I mentioned the smoked rosemary, but if you smoked sage, if you smoked mint, if you smoked a cinnamon stick, all of those things, because I don't know if you knew this, but cinnamon oil will burn. So if you take a torch to a cinnamon stick, it will light on fire. I did I did not know that. It's probably something you learned, right? Yeah. The hard way. Well, maybe not the hard way, but I was surprised that it started on fire. Yeah. And just fooling around with it. But those are those are ways at home you don't have to buy the smoking kit. And at, <clears throat> here at the distillery, we use a uh, we use a it's a kit and it comes with a box, and it comes with a little smoking apparatus with a little tube that goes over to the box. And so yeah. you put a tiny bit of wood shavings, and the kit will come with it. But you can get it. If you know any woodworkers, they've all got this kind of stuff lying around. Put it on. You light that on fire, and a little fan will pull the smoke into the box and fill the box. Wow! And so then you just leave it alone. And then if it's one drink, it's easy. If it's two drinks, you might have to go to two different people, but you can bring the box to them, set it down, open it up. Of course, some smoke will come out, hand them their cocktail. And so there's that. And you have kits that do this. Yeah. It's a little bit of pomp and circumstance, I realize. But, and then they also have kits that you can set right on top of a glass and, and do them that way. Now, that sounds like something you'd want to do over the holidays. That would get the ooze and the ahs of right. the relatives. And you're right? gonna be at home, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go out and buy bar stuff. Yeah. We've talked about what you should have in your home bar, I think back in episode one. So now you should go out and, and find things specifically for these holiday cocktails. It's time to get coffee liqueur. Yeah. It's that time of year. Yeah. yeah it's time sure. to get the the one off, you know, smaller bottles of things like blue caraco or mm-hmm. Um, simple uh, syrups, Galliano, Galliano, yeah, yeah right, yeah, vanilla yeah. liqueur, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're open to sell those to you. <laughs> <laughs> Not Galliano, of course, but um, our coffee liqueur is loved by a lot of people so far. So. Yeah, you know, I always <clears throat> when you first started making the Monkey Joe, first of all, I, I you know, I've always been a fan of Kahlua, but mostly in Colorado Bulldogs. Right. And White Russians. Right. The Dude Abides. Uh, and, um, you know, it's something that's pretty versatile, right? Like You don't realize that until one of your friends opens a distillery right. and starts making it. And then yeah. you start to see these cocktails evolve and you're going, holy cow, like there's a lot you can do with this. Well, right? I mean, you're, it's almost like we planned this, but we came up with a new one uh, a week and a half ago, and Pam, one of our bartenders, yeah, she said, "Have you ever made a dude abides with bourbon?" And I made that face, and I said, "Oh my goodness!" And so we made it. It's fantastic, yeah. not just good. It's fantastic, and so we call it the cowboy coffee. Ah, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> And I'm, I, I don't think I'll ever drink another white Russian. I know, but they're because so good. They're good. But this, to <laughs> this me, is better. This is better. Yeah. Well, it looks like, you know, whatever time it is, it's probably time to try one of those yeah, when well, we get done with this podcast, right? We're going to start talking about this. My, my friend, Kenny Larson, your friend as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he thinks it's time we start reminding people that five o'clock is cocktail time. It's time for a cocktail. My grandpa, who I've talked about before, called it a snort. 
snort at five o'clock. Five o'clock, it was always time for a snort. Yeah. His yeah. was always the exact same drink everybody knows, Jack mm-hmm. and soda. But we're going to try and bring that back. Um, I don't know if we'll do a happy hour from five to six or, you know, if you're here at five o'clock, uh, we'll give you a discount on a drink or something. But we're going to bring back it's time for a snort or it's always time for a cocktail at five o'clock. We're going to get that on people's. So, you know, just swing by on your way home. You don't need to have a bunch. Well, and, you know, now is the time, too, with the holidays, especially as as a male who, you know, goes out and wanders around the stores and and really can't quite figure out what to buy my wife or my children or whatever. It seems like I've always had a propensity um, around this time to, you know, it's three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. I might be shopping. It might be a Saturday. It might be a Thursday for all, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe I should stop and take a break and think about this gift giving thing for a while. Right. <laughs> and it's just an excuse. But, you know, go have a, a Manhattan or a bourbon or something. Right? Well, remember when we were in New York? I, I remember that trip fondly. Yeah, that was a great time because yeah. every time it was time for a cocktail. Didn't matter what time it was. Oh, look, a bar. Yeah. Let's have one. We might have pushed the limit on a snort at 5 p.m. versus yeah. 5 yeah. a.m. But, you know, it was that was uh, we were in New York and the city never sleeps. I still think about that, that Italian meal, that place we stopped. Yeah, they rolled out a lot of food for us in a yeah. short period of time. That was a lunch meal, too, I know. right? And we we had, well... That was a great meal. That's what I'm thinking of. And if I remember correctly, this is where my memory is a little bit fuzzy, probably because we were having a snort. Uh, how many? We had a ton of bottles of wine. Yes, we did. <laughs> and a before <laughs> and after lunch cocktail. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I had a Negroni because I always have a Negroni when we're in some type of Italian establishment. And then we went to the part uh-huh. of New York where you argue over the price of fake Rolexes. Yes, correct. Right. <laughs> There's so many stories from that trip. And that, so many great stories. And uh, we won't bore the audience with them. But uh, if you're ever here on a Saturday and guy's here and I'm Feel here, free to ask. ask us about the New York trip because yeah. we can go on and on about Jeez, it. Jeez, what a great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's um, we were having this discussion on one of the message boards that I happen to frequent. It's a golf message board. Yeah. No, no yeah. laying up. And we were we were people were talking about how they hate Thanksgiving or they hate Halloween. And I'm thinking to myself, how? Those are like to me, yeah, there's so many times when you're with family. I listen, we decided to open on Thanksgiving night. I was scratching my head a little bit about that. So I'm glad we're talking about it because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Because there are so many people who are in a good mood because it's Thanksgiving, but maybe they're fed up with their family. <laughs> just maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they want to bring their family. Or maybe they want to bring their family. And yeah. so we just want to give them something to do yeah. Thanksgiving night that's fun. So we decided to open up as normal on Thanksgiving Eve. And will you, uh, you're obviously giving up some family time for this. Well, actually pretty- the whole family is coming. Okay. So, you know, we're we're doing something uh, with just the four of us because Tessa obviously is in Prague. Yeah. And I was thinking the other day, you know, at six o'clock, we might want to pack things up and head down to Hudson. Yeah. And maybe have a cocktail. Yeah. We'll be here. Huh? The whole family. So both yeah. uh, both boys are home from college. Yeah. And of course, Joe is here. So it'll be Michelle, Joe, Charlie and Harrison and I nice. serving cocktails Thanksgiving night. Oh, so it'll be a family affair. Definitely a family affair. OK, so let's move on to a couple other things. Um, first of all, I, I mentioned the smoker box, but I want to let you know that the brand we use is called Smoky Craft. Um, you can buy it on Amazon and it works really yeah. well. 
Okay. It's not very expensive. I think it was maybe $50 for the whole kit. So did you go out looking for kits for yeah. smoking and just said, hey, I want to find something for the distillery yeah. and might be something that I might be able to sell to my customers with a bottle of bourbon or something? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look on that. Um, uh, we have the aging kit right now where we sell this little barrel in the picture. I saw that, yeah. Uh, along with a bottle of our white whiskey to so where people can age their own bourbon. Mm -hmm. um, but the Only smoke, 40 left, so get one. Right. But the smoker kit, I hadn't thought about selling. That's Maybe I should think about that. But you can, um, you can definitely get it easily. Um, and the torch that we use to smoke both, whether it's the rosemary or the sage or the cinnamon stick. Yeah. Um, that just, you can buy those at any, uh, cooking store. Anyway, it's cooking. You go stores. into a cooking store and say, oh, I need the torch for creme brulee. It's the same torch that we okay. use. Okay. I okay. think our brand is Bella Tavola. Bella Tavola. Okay. okay. So, and what's the smoking kit called again? The Smoky craft was the brand. It's Smoky actually a box and a little device that connects to the box. And it's available on Amazon yeah. or anywhere. Else. There's actually a bunch of options. The one okay. I just chose the highest rated one that I thought was the, appropriate price for something that I'll probably have to replace every six months. Yeah. So like you said, like back in episode one, when you guys talked about, you know, what you should have in your kit at home, that might be something of a, you know, it's not a requirement, but it's a good option and the kind of a fun thing you can do yeah. around the holidays yeah. with a bottle of lucky guys, bourbon, make myself a Manhattan yeah. or, you know, having another couple over. Ooh, look at all those fabulous prizes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it'll, it'll never expire. It'll be good forever. Oh, very cool. All so right. it might even be a good gift idea. Actually, that's really a good idea. All right. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, we were talking about toddies, and I started talking about cinnamon sticks. So now I figure I have to figure out a way to take apple cider, shot of bourbon or shot of maybe a shot of barrel-aged gin, cinnamon stick in an or cinnamon, maybe rosemary, smoked. That would be a good fall cocktail. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of flavors there, right? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be, I, I don't know what it would taste like. It, it, you'd have to try it, and like you said, sometimes you put bourbon in a dude abides and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know what gin would be like with apple cider. It seems like they'd be kind of conflicting to me, but uh, definitely a whiskey or a bourbon and apple cider and cinnamon. And then if you add, yeah, just a little something in there, maybe. Or maybe we use our unaged cherry Kirsch brandy. Ooh, well, that would be interesting. Like a cherry cider. And you could, you know, you could, cause this is the kind of drink where if you're at home, you could slice up an apple, drop the apple in alongside that cinnamon stick or with that rosemary on the top. And it'll be a beautiful garnish for the drink that you're maybe serving at your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah, and you, yeah, the hot, you can make it a hot apple cider, I'm assuming you're thinking, right? right? That is what I'm thinking. Wow. Knock it Time off. Time for your nap. Um, <laughs> what else? I wanted to touch on. Yeah. So, oh. so how many smoked drinks do you, do you have at this point? I mean, how many are you, are you doing here? I think there's only three on the menu currently. Only three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most restaurants have one, and it's their signature <laughs> well, I mean, smoked. We but are you're not a restaurant. You're right. Still We're trying to elevate the, the cocktail craft a little bit. But. Yeah. And have you had uh, a good popular? Is there any one of the three that's been more popular or less popular? The smoked chocolate old fashioned is for sure the most popular. And um, what's the base? Is the base on that bourbon also? It is. It is. Okay. And so that the old fashioned 
I mean, it's a Wisconsin staple. As you know, I've talked about quantities of brandy that Wisconsinites consume. So, well, you did uh, a whole podcast on the Manhattan, right? Or the old fashioned. fashioned. So, it's no surprise that old fashioned is our most popular, but it's so it's to me, it's not surprising that that would be the most popular smoked one as well. You know, it'd be interesting if you tried that old fashioned with the cherry brandy. Yeah. I'm assuming you're thinking about doing that. Yeah. Like the chocolate. Cherry. Yeah, mix. I'm actually t- I'm actually thinking about taking uh, a gallon of that cherry brandy and stealing uh, one of those barrels and just making it 39. Sorry, everybody, but um, but I've decided to use it myself. Well, and then you can put it up for auction and maybe you know first ever cherry brandy. <laughs> Can't sell it in a barrel. Barrel aged. Anyway, well, you can put it back in a bottle and then put it. Well, yeah. Okay. Got to create a label. There's a whole bunch. Let's of forget stuff. we thought about yeah. that. <laughs> Um, I suppose I could raffle it off and give it away because then I'm not selling it. Eh, yeah. uh, another well, day, right. another conversation. Before we switch this, um, yes, we're going to do a, a little bit of a shout out to Joe Mama's Salsa, which is one of yes. the Pull Tab Sports sponsors. You've had it. I have. Uh, I'm a fan of salsa too. And this is one that I, yeah, I'm a fan. And they're so. big hockey supporters. It's one of the reasons why I know we love them. They did a, a fundraiser. Uh, it's locally made. It's fresh sourced ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have several uh, jars of it in our fridge right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a big salsa family as well. So, yeah, the thing about salsa is, you know, you, you always know, you know, I remember the, uh, the, the, the gold standard 20 years ago was Pace because of their advertising <laughs> campaign. Right. You get a rope. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it evolves so much. And what, what I've come to realize with salsas is if it's fresh ingredients, you know it. Yeah. If it's not. And Joe Mama's is all fresh. Yeah. And you yep. can get it local at Cub. So get out. And uh, when you're putting some chips and dips out for this coming holiday season, make sure it's Joe Mama's. Joe Mama's and a little Monkey Joe. And we got a little theme going. Exactly. Yep. I, I also wanted to, since we're on the topic of food briefly, a little bit of pump the tires. Pete was kind enough to bring us beer wings from Barker's. Yes. Barker's is a Hudson staple. Little, uh, fantastic little bar just down the street from Lucky Guys. And uh, I go there a lot for these beer wings. Personally, the best wing on the planet. I, I, would, I would tend to agree. So that's yes. two guys that love wings that are telling you it's the best wing they've ever had. So... Please don't take that lightly. Barker's is owned by Pete Foster. He also owns San Pedro. So he's kind of a local mm-hmm. uh, superstar when it comes to food. Legend. Like get into Barker's. They have great, great food. They also carry local beers. The other one I want to touch on, Hop and Barrel, across the street from us. Uh, Justin Turbeast has become okay. uh, a nice friend who's helpful. And I want to tell you that um, I think they make great beers. The Winnesconsin is my beer of choice when I'm drinking theirs. But... If you're coming to Hudson and you can't make it into Lucky Guys, give those two folks a chance. Or try them all, right? Yeah. Stop by, grab some wings, go have a beer, and then come over for a chocolate martini. Yeah. Right? Ooh, chocolate martini. That's a new drink on our menu. Yeah. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Yeah. Uh, so back to the smoked cocktails. I think you can overdo it. I think you're, well, clarify that. What, what do you mean by overdo it? Like it, 
like too much smoke? Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Okay. Um, personally, I like to have the essence of the smoke, just be present, but I don't need Cheech and Chong <laughs> delivered to my table. You know what I mean? Well, as, as we go legal as mar recreational marijuana, that's a whole new world. Oh, you my God. Can you imagine smoking <laughs> a cocktail with marijuana? <laughs> Just it's going to happen. THC infused, baby. <laughs> well, they already make THC well, yeah, infused. Yeah, yeah true. Did you see that? Yeah. I think it's, uh, is it Ben Brew Stillery that's? Or there's, there's a few of them popping up in Minnesota because, you know, they slipped through that. Um, yeah, two milligram thing. The two milligram, five, I don't even know what the law is, but. And who was I talking to? I was talking to, I think it was a distributor or a liquor store that I was talking to said they can't keep up. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not either. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off. It's the not subject. legal in Wisconsin, so I can't mess around with that anyway. Right. And we're getting kind of off the subject. But you're saying you could overdo it with a little bit too much smoke. Yeah. Slash. Or like uh, my oldest, Charlie, likes to pretty much start the god the doggone uh, rosemary on fire. Right. Right. I'm like, no, don't, don't put soot in their drink. Just get it smoking. Right. That's the, that's the idea. But I do think maybe my favorite part about smoke cocktails and smoke garnishes is that the whole tasting room smells wonderful for just a little bit of time. I think that's the added benefit to, to having it on your menu is the people around one, they smell it and enjoy the smell, but two, they ask, yeah. right? What, yeah. what was that? Yeah. And, and I see the, the, the appeal around, I'm going to serve you something that's original and, oh my gosh, it's got some aroma to it. So yeah. it senses, right? Yeah. And um, I, I don't think, I don't know that I've ever think you could overdo it. I, I suppose, you know, you don't want the sprinklers going off, but getting that smell, in fact, even if people don't order it, you should give it a little bit behind the bar <laughs> just yeah. to get the place. Yeah. Just, you know, smelling a little bit less like, yeah, fermented yeah. beverage. It's or, it's right? it but, smells nice. It really does smell nice. I bet. I wonder what like if you took part of a cedar tree. I wonder if smoked cedar, you know, because it would. It's Christmas. That's a good question. I mean, I, you know, I would assume throughout the country, you know, obviously because availability of whatever product they have regionally, um, from a wood perspective, different restaurants, bars, whatever, are using different types of wood. Yeah. Uh, you should experiment with some different types, right? Like a smoked a cedar, or maybe a redwood, maybe, you know, some type of hardwood, maple smoked, and see what, see if there's any marketed difference, right? Give people, yeah. Give people a choice. Hey, you want to upgrade the cedar? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I do know that there are certain distilleries who are using specific types of, you know, conifers using both cedar, yeah. you know, different types of trees in their gin. So yeah, that makes sense that we would smoke different ones. Different you know, ones. you're one of the first that I, maybe I'm just been living in a box or living in a cave, but um, you're one of the first that I've seen that actually, you know, smokes the time and I've heard of it and seen yeah. it on TV or as seen on TV, but um, you've never really experienced it. Cause I think it, it takes that. And that's one thing that I think you've always been good at when you come down here, you'll see that is you take a lot of care into every one of your cocktails. Like you're, it's well thought out. And if it takes an extra 30 seconds to make it and people don't realize that if you make 50 of them over a, an hour, that's, that's a fair amount of time. Yeah. If it takes an extra 30 seconds, you're going to do it. And uh, that's one of the cool things I like about what you've done here is 
you've taken these cocktails and you've thought about them and you've put names to them that you know, have some humor to them and also have some interesting, you know, kind of stories behind them, but also uh, take a little extra time. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. So I'm giving you a little prop there, which I don't do often. That's so, kind of you. Um, yeah. And we, we try to make it so they don't take too long, but you're right. You know, when you come into a handcrafted cocktail bar, mm-hmm. it takes a little longer to get them. I don't think we've, most of the people that come in, um, I think I can see in their faces that they're ready to make sure you give them something unique and tasty and they don't mind waiting a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe paying, you know, a dollar or two more. I mean, you get the frugal Freddies that are worried about, can I just have a gin and tonic? Well, sure you can, but yeah. you know, the, when you go out, you want, you want an experience. People go out for an experience. They don't, you can drink a gin and tonic sitting on the couch. Yeah. Right. But you know, you go out and drink a gin and tonic in a distillery, it leads to, you know, more socialization and all the things that, you know, we could do a um, sociology course on it. But, you know, I Is that think the next episode, we're going to do a sociology course. Yeah, we'll bring in a couple of psychologists. Well, <laughs> we don't want to do that. You know what they get into with us. I don't want to do that. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that that it gets people to venture out and yeah. venture into, you know, these more complicated cocktails with different flavor profiles. That's cool stuff. Yeah. Right. And I, mean, we, I mean, we made a. One of the new menu items is it's a riff on a margarita. It's not a margarita because there's no tequila in it. And it's um, it's actually based on our Campari-like product, Consiglio Rosso. Mm-hmm. And we've had a couple of people t- taste it and go, oh, my God, that's bitter. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be and nice. so maybe we were actually talking about maybe we need to move it off the margarita section of the menu because it's not a margarita and we're misleading people into thinking it's a margarita. So, But actually, that's... Like we're happy to have our customers give us feedback and help us make products better, menus better, drinks better. Yeah. And I've never seen you shy away from if someone doesn't like a cocktail of saying, hey, is there something else I can get you? Yeah. Right. So don't be afraid to order a different cocktail and, you know, don't send every cocktail back because then you don't make any money. But, you know, you're here to help people understand. I mean, I think for you, what I've seen is your focus in, in this distillery is to help people appreciate the cocktail more yeah. than they ever have and make it part of their lives. Yep. And we actually make right. our spirits so that you can change the base of a cocktail. Like, like our dude abides actually has more Kahlua in it than it has vodka in it. Mm. And that's not possible if you buy Kahlua right. because it's not, it's not a high enough proof. Um, I never thought about that, but your monkey Joe is a proof that's equal to vodka. So you still, closer. Yeah. yeah. So, so you the can flavor stays the same, but you can use more. Yeah. More coffee liqueur. Correct. A monkey uh, Joe is. Okay. Someone has a birthday coming up and we should talk about that for a second because I was researching your birthday. Well, actually they come off the top of my head because I'm an encyclopedia, but no, I was researching <laughs> and do you know some of the famous people that were born on your birthday? I think the only one I once read was Carrie Underwood, but I'm not sure that's right. I didn't see her. I did see uh, one that you'll appreciate. Martin Scorsese. Wow. Was born on your birthday. Really? Do you have any idea how old Martin Scorsese is at this point? If he's less than 55, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> 79. 79. Uh, Danny DeVito. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Shout out Jay Stibby. Yeah. 77 years old? Jeez, he's Danny? the same age as Scorsese, more or less. Yes. I love DeVito. Yeah. Uh, Rachel McAdams. 
from Wedding Crashers. Spicy. Yes, very spicy. Uh, she's not 77 or 79. Oh, she's got to be 39? 40, I think it was 42 or 43, maybe 42. She's very cute in that, but she was also in the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies, which I very much like, Guy Ritchie films. I have not seen those, so I have to What? I, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. I've got some. You those know. are great movies. I like the way Guy Ritchie films, you know, Snatch was another one of his. And mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> it's not for me, it's for my man. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, 55 tomorrow. Sammy Hagar, can't drive 55. Uh, uh, you know? Hello, baby. Do you feel 55? No. Yeah. 62. No, and you and I share something in common when it comes to birthdays. Yes. We don't really care. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a birthday celebration person. And I I, I think um, it's nice to have people wish you a happy birthday and happy happy early birthday, by the way. And it's always fun to have traditions. In fact, we have to get together with you and your wife because we've got a couple to celebrate. Right. We normally go to a um, to a supper club in uh, Minnesota for that. As Phil's? Phil's, Phil Tara's hideaway. Phil's Tara hideaway. Yeah, Phil's Tara hideaway. I always pronounce that Which means we'll be drinking some ouzo, of course. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. Opa. Opa. You should bring some of yours. And- I usually do when yeah. we go there. We'll get Nick to put it on the shelf yeah. finally. Right? Nico, he's a good man. Yes. Uh so yeah, I, it's uh, it's interesting how the years pass. How we we celebrate birthdays. It seems like they come a lot quicker. So. Yeah, um, and having been born in November, you tend to get a little bit tends to get lost in the holidays, which has actually served me okay. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Well, um, this is the first time in a long time that there's been snow on the ground for my birthday, but I kind of like it. Yeah. Do you have any plans for your birthday? No. No plans. No, we'll be. I'll be here tomorrow night working. Okay, making okay. booze. All right, and you'll get the obligatory birthday wishes from your family. Yes, and from boys yes. that are at school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the boys will reach out. Uh, my wife has always been a wonderful um, person when it comes to birthdays. She doesn't miss them, mm-hmm. so they'll be okay. So in January, Tessa, who worked here at the distillery, and uh, she turns 21. We'll have to do something special for and her. What day? Uh, the 10th. And she's home, obviously, from Prague by then? She's home from Prague on the 15th of December. And we're going to take her and her two siblings to Vegas. Ba-bum, bum, ba-bum, bum. Yeah. So little less conversation, a little <laughs> more action, please. So the kids uh, have a little more uh, penchant for celebrating birthdays like their mother then <laughs> so yeah you know, well i'm sure i'll get day. birthday wishes from your wife she's always i always remember to send her one because i know how much it means to her and she always sends one to me well i would i would um i would love to say that you know knowing it's your birthday tomorrow was you know part of my planning process but, <laughs> but she told you but my wife is very good yeah. at those things it's so. your birthday yeah no oh. yeah thank you that's kind so, of happy birthday to you and Martin Scorsese and Rachel McAdams. And Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. There was one more, but I forgot who it was. Must have been someone who was inconsequential. Me. Well, there's you. Yeah. Well, that's probably good. Um, I'm going to say that the one thing I'd like you to take away from this podcast is that Christmas and Thanksgiving are times for you to elevate your cocktail game. You're going to have the time. You're going to be stocking your home bar. 
take an extra minute to, to, even if you're looking up a recipe just to make it just for that night, if you garnish it right, serve it in a glass, your guests will love you for the thoughtfulness of it. You'll enjoy the flavors a little bit more. You can make them in a batch, so they'll be easy to serve more than one. And that's what we're trying to help you do. So don't forget if you're coming to Hudson, come in, get some inspiration from us here at Lucky Guys. We're at 101 Second Street, across from the Dairy Queen, right here, downtown Hudson. Pull Tab Sports, check out the other podcasts. If, if you do nothing else this next couple of weeks over the holidays, get lucky. But I'm not for everyone.